1: I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my daily politics podcast. It's Tuesday, January 17th. One of the first new bills to be introduced in the new Republican House of Representatives is a ban on banning gas stoves. It's a ban on a ban. It comes as states, including New York, plan to require all new construction to have electric, not gas, appliances for cooking and heating because electric power produces so much less greenhouse gas emissions. But over 20 states have now passed prohibitions on local government bans of gas stoves. So states are going in exactly opposite directions from each other. And at the national level, House Republicans have now introduced this bill this was last Thursday, to stop the Consumer Product Safety Commission from banning gas stoves federally. Why now? Well, this comes after a commissioner on the Consumer Product Safety Commission told Bloomberg News that, quote, any option is on the table as they evaluate the risks of gas stoves, and not just climate risks, also asthma risks and some other things at ground level, so we'll talk about that too. But rumors started swirling after that comment about a national ban and set off the latest battle in the so-called culture wars. Um, here is, I have it right here, the name, they all have these acronyms, the name of the bill being introduced by Congressman Bill Heizenga of Michigan. It is the Stop Trying to Obsessively Vilify Energy Act. What are the first letters of those words? Well, they spell out stove, stop trying to obsessively vilify energy, stove act. So here in New York, um, what's the situation? Well, a couple of years ago, the New York City Council passed a bill banning gas hookups in new buildings. And during her State of the State address, just the other day, Governor Hochul proposed more regulations to phase out gas stoves and gas-powered heating in new construction statewide. Joining us now, Somini Sengupta, international climate reporter for The New York Times and lead writer for their Climate Forward newsletter to dig into what the science says about risks that gas stoves may pose to our health and to the environment. We'll also discuss why gas stoves have recently become a political flashpoint. Uh, Maybe you saw Somini's piece just the other day called About That Gas Stove. Hi, Somini. Welcome back to WNYC.
2: Hi, Brian. Um, Before we get to the science, um, should we just dispense with the puns? Because, you know, there's been a political firestorm over (laughs) gas stoves. Um, Maybe you have some burning questions about gas stoves, or maybe we just need to vent for a while more about gas stoves.
1: How much better for the climate are electric stoves? Because we've already had callers in the past on this show saying, wait, electricity is generated by power plants, which are sometimes some of the most climate-polluting facilities in the country. Electricity uses power, just like a gas stove uses power. So how much better for the climate are electric stoves than gas ones?
2: Right, it's a really good question. So there's two things to keep in mind. One, where does your electricity come from, which is just what you are referring to. In New York, most of our electricity still comes from fossil fuels, very polluting fossil fuels. So just switching out from a uh, gas appliance to an electrical appliance doesn't solve that problem. However, New York State is uh, has a goal to, to um, uh, reduce its fossil fuel share in its electricity supply, um, a pretty ambitious goal to reduce it pretty significantly by 2030. So that's That's one piece of it. The second piece of it is that um, buildings account for a pretty large chunk of um, greenhouse gas emissions in cities in particular. So in New York City, buildings are 70% of our total greenhouse gas emissions. That's supposed to be reduced significantly again by 2030, according to New York City's climate goals. So d- how much does a gas stove matter? It matters a bit. Um, it matters significantly, but it matters less than, for example, heating um, with a gas boiler or hot water heaters that provide our hot showers by burning gas. So. Heating accounts for a larger share of the gas that we use in buildings compared to the gas that we use when we cook.
1: Interesting. And one of the things that I learned from your article on Climate Forward is that we're a more divided country when it comes to what kinds of stoves we use than I really had any idea. Maybe that's because I've lived most of my life in old New York City buildings where gas stoves are very common. But you wrote that a majority of Americans use electric stoves. So is that a, a regional thing?
2: That surprised me, Um I grew up all over the place. I grew up a lot in California, in Southern California. Um, and when I was researching this um, this newsletter piece, I learned that 40% of Americans roughly use gas stoves. And it's mainly in um, the Northeastern states, California and Nevada, and some of the Midwestern states around the Great Lakes. Everybody else, the majority of Americans use Electric stoves, not the fancy new induction stoves, but, you know, a variety of old and new electric stoves, some with just the coils that are exposed, some with um, the glass kind of plates that that uh, that sit on top of the electric coils. Um, So, yes, we are a divided country, but it's not really your classic red, blue state divide it's different
1: let's take a phone call here's marlena at the jersey shore you're on wnyc hi marlena
3: hello brian i just replaced my gas range with an induction stove a few weeks ago maybe right before christmas and it seems pertinent to your conversation this morning i always cooked with gas there was really nothing wrong with my gas range uh I had experience with some of my other appliances that took a very long time to replace. The gas range was um, going on over 10 years old, and I thought I would have to wait several months before I would get a new one, and I had just had my house painted, and I realized that the gas was causing darkness and not really soot, but I could tell. that it left its uh, residue Mm -hmm. on the ceiling. So I decided I wanted to switch, and I did some research, and I decided to try Invection, thinking that I wouldn't be getting it until the summer, and lo and behold, it was delivered the week before Christmas. Um, I'm quite happy with it. There is a learning curve. It's magnetic, on the top so you need certain kinds of pans I had to get a plate uh because not all of my pans work on top of the stove huh. but the 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 one thing that I'm still learning uh on the cooktop is that if you remove the pan to I don't know stir it or lower the heat or whatever it it's not hot anymore so sometimes I'll hmm. You know, move move my pan to stir it, and then I'll put it back on the stove, thinking that it's going to warm up again, and it doesn't. You have to kind of restart the stove.
1: Oh, that's so interesting! So it cools off instantly as soon as you remove it from the heat source.
3: Exactly, it cools huh. off right away. And and one of my uh, concerns was I have a cat, and he's a cat, and he likes to jump up on things. And I was somewhat concerned about him going on top of the flat surface, because if he saw the fire on the gas range, he wouldn't jump up. Uh-huh. But there's no, there's no glow or any, any indication that the stove is on other than the panel. And uh, the salesperson said, oh, you don't have to worry about that, because when you take the pan off, the, the burner cools down. The pot stays hot, but the burner cools down. Huh.
1: Interesting. So a cat, being a cat, is not in danger in that (laughs) uh, situation. Marlena, thank you for sharing all that. And I think for a lot of people, so many like me, who have gas stoves forever and ever and are sort of, um, you know, uh, electric stove ignorant, um, Marlena's saying some some new things about there being different types, like that magnetic I think she said invection, but is the right word induction
2: induction, yeah, and it works um with a with a magnetic um, uh, technology, and she's absolutely right when you put your pan on, that's when the induction stove gets hot, and when you take it off, the induction stove um cools down pretty quickly. And that's a safety feature with cats or young children. Um, but as she said, it's probably something to get used to. I have a gas stove at home. Um, it would be pretty complicated for me because I live in a building to switch out um, you know, the gas stove to an induction stove. Uh, they remain pretty expensive, uh, although there are now um, rebates available through the Inflation Reduction Act, as you know, and and there are some state rebates, apparently, as well in New York State, uh, designed to get people to switch to um, electric appliances.
1: Glenn in Manhattan, you're on WNYC. Hi, Glenn.
0: Hi, Brian, long-time listener. I have to say, as somebody that is a licensed contractor in this city and has a stake in this whole gas argument, I find it appalling that we're sitting here talking about banning gas when the city of New York is funding Con Edison at the tune of close to $40 billion in installing new gas infrastructure. When on a project that I have here in Manhattan, we spent $250,000 in the last year replacing all new gas lines for one apartment for a fireplace and for a stove. And the city passed them, the inspectors passed them, and yet they shut us down and will not reconnect the gas because the city no longer wants anybody using gas. So I'm, hmm. I'm, I am i don't understand why we're having infrastructure replaced here in the city at taxpayer expense, and yet we're not allowed to use, quote-unquote, this product, natural gas.
1: As a contractor, um, for people listening who might, for climate reasons or other reasons, want to switch from gas stoves to one kind or another of electric stoves. What's required? Um, is, is there well, more the electrification other, the other- required? Do you have to rewire the you know—the breakers absolutely. and everything? And
0: you have to under, abs- absolutely. And you have to understand that most of these buildings, like the one that we're talking about, do not have enough electrical capacity, and new power has to be brought in from the street by con edison in order for these buildings to have this and the other thing i'll say is that i'm originally from rochester new york and i was home at christmas when that blizzard hit Mm -hmm. and all the power went out but fortunately my mother has gas heat so here we are relying on one form of energy electricity which is not always reliable when there's an outage and there's a need for it in the winter and yet you're trying to put everybody on electricity and all the electricity is created by natural gas, for the most part, in this state. So I, I'm kind of confused. It's like Glenn, you're robbing thank, Peter to pay Paul.
1: Thank you very much for chiming in with all that from your experience as a contractor. Uh, some challenging questions on mm-hmm. the table there. So, I, mean, I think we established that in the... In the long run, the science seems to say that electrifying everything is going to be better for the climate than the status quo with as much gas as there is, but you hear some of the other challenges.
2: So look, we are at an inflection point. Um, Electricity used to come largely from coal. Now, one of the largest sources of electricity is gas. However, that is shifting really, really quickly. We're getting, as, as a country, um, and, and certainly if you look at the global picture, we're getting more and more of our electricity from solar and wind, and the prices of those renewable energy sources are getting cheaper. Um, so will, we, will New York City, New York State get most of its electricity from gas and coal forever? No, um, probably not. Uh, And we are at that inflection point now. The question of whether um, we should hook up everything to electricity is a really good one. The electricity grid must be made more resilient for the extreme weather events that we face. It is not resilient in many parts of the country. Uh, yet, and we've seen that. So yes, your call, your caller is absolutely right. When the electricity goes out, if everything is hooked up to electricity, mm, you know um, that's really tough. Um, but again, we are at this inflection point where the grid must be made stronger and more resilient. Where um, there really has to be much more electricity storage in the form of large batteries. Um, and so I I anticipate that we're gonna see some changes in the next ten years,, um, uh, for sure, in how we um, in how we cook, in how we heat our homes, in how we get electricity. Um, in and in some ways, like that change is already mandated into law, and the change is pretty imperative if we're going to stave off the worst impacts of of climate change.
1: Brian in Cold Spring, you're on WNYC. Hi, Brian. Hi
2: there.
0: Um, My question is about is there a distinguishing between different types of gas? I live in a more rural area where we have a propane tank in the back that's filled up by a local energy company, uh, different from the city where it's mainline in. Uh, from the central gas company, is that propane as well? Um, If not, is is propane better for the environment and health or are they one
1: and the same? Do you know, Samini?
2: You know, I have been asked that question and it is something that I need to look up um, and I need to understand better. Propane is the main ingredient in um, LPG. And yes, it is used widely in in rural areas. So I don't know the answer to that question. It's a a really good one. One thing to keep in mind um, is that the gas industry doesn't like gas spans and is threatened by this pivot to electrification and my colleague hiroko tabuchi wrote last week a really interesting story about the propane industry recruiting celebrities to do um anti-electrification messaging on on television and on social media and you know the the american gas association uh a, a lobby group they've been pretty instrumental in um in messaging, uh, against these electrification bills. So it's, it's worth keeping that in mind, right? There are, um, legacy industries that are, that are threatened by these electrification efforts state by state.
1: Have you seen yet what celebrities have signed up to do these anti-electrification ads?
2: Um, I think I'm not, watching the right kind of <laughs> um, TV or YouTube videos, but um, Hiroko's story, which I invite your audience to to look up, um, noted uh, someone named Matt Blashaw, who is um, a popular figure in um, home DIY shows, home makeover shows.
1: Very interesting. And what you were just laying out, including the celebrity spots against electrification is kind of old-fashioned politics, right? You have an, 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 um, an industry that's trying to preserve its place in the market uh, against regulation. I mean, that's sort of old-fashioned politics. But you also wrote in your Climate Forward newsletter on this, this whole question of gas stoves versus electrification laws is weirdly becoming part of the U.S. culture wars, Why do you say culture wars?
2: Well, because it's becoming part of the red-blue divide. As you rightly pointed out, Republicans have um, uh, uh, proposed this federal legislation, I don't know, you know, whether it will go very far, the state ban on bans that you've referred to, those are by and large all in, um, uh, those are all not by and large, those are all in Republican controlled um, uh, states. Um, and it, the gas industry, as we were we were talking about before, has um, had its Fingerprints on a variety of efforts to challenge electrification over the years. Um, journalists have written about it. I cited um, uh, a piece that Rebecca uh, Lieber, uh, a climate journalist, wrote some some years ago. So it has uh, it has also become a talking point for Republican lawmakers. Republican lawmakers recently so right after the um, Consumer Product Safety Commission suggested that it would be studying the health risks of of gas um, Republican lawmakers you know claimed which was inaccurate that the Biden administration was p- proposing to pull gas stoves from people's homes there are no such plans um, and the Consumer Product Safety Commission, uh, you know, went on Twitter to make clear and issued a statement making clear there there were no such plans to do so.
1: And that's our climate story of the week with Samini Sengupta, international climate reporter for the New York Times and lead writer for their Climate Forward newsletter, her latest newsletter titled About That Gas Stove. Samini, we always appreciate it. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you, Brian.